Welcome everybody back to Talking Gaming in Tech. We are here. We had the Nintendo Direct today. Um, we also have some more news from Xbox, the Xbox Showcase, which wasn't today, but it was a couple days ago. Anyway. It was Grim's favorite, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I always enjoy smoking mirrors. Um, Microsoft <laughs> expects to build quantum computers coming soon. So we're going to get into that. That's going to be interesting. Um, we also have... Uh, new drone rules, which I think Illinois is doing it uh, a good way in a uh -oh. sense for how drones are should be utilized. Uh, I think these are good ways of using them. Uh, replaceable batteries may be coming back in your phones. Oh, really? Yep. They're, uh, the EU is trying to pass laws so for less e-waste, which would be good. Okay. So, yeah. Phones last longer. I thought they were supposed to make like a never-ending battery. That would be great. I don't know. I don't uh, know if they, they came up with it yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into Patreon, too. They have a free tier coming soon, and they're adding some things to it. Hmm. So there's people that, I mean, I subscribe to a few Patreons. Uh, so, but yeah, they're neat. Um, but anyway, and then one thing, it's, it's weird, because usually I put these titles up because I'm like, oh, I love that book. This is going to be an awesome TV series. Well, this time around, <laughs> I didn't read the book yet. It has been on my to-read list for like a year and a half uh, because the guy's an amazing author. Uh, because it's the one book everybody recommends to read from him. Uh, and it's one book I haven't read from him. Uh, the Three-Body Problem is getting a Netflix series, so I need to fucking read it. Oh, uh, boy. Let's hope it turns out as good as the Wheel of Time turned out. <laughs> well, they already adapted one of his... Well, the only one I've read, which was uh, The Wandering Earth, they adapted that to a Netflix movie ready, which was actually really good. Um, so... Hmm. Yeah, but if you say it's good... Is it really? So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I'm excited that this one's going to get a full TV series, which is crazy. Um... But anyway, so before we get into any of that, obviously, we're going to get into gaming and what we've been doing this week. And obviously, uh, a lot of us have uh, kind of uh, been playing a little Diablo. Diablo. Well, I've been playing more than that, but like these guys have mostly been playing Diablo. I, I wouldn't say mostly. So when you consider all the work I'm putting into D&D, &D, sorry, uh, Pathfinder. Into Pathfinder. Yes. Because we're not referring to D&D as D&D anymore. It's not Pathfinder Night. <laughs> Adventure Night. Anyway. <laughs> That's what it is. So, okay. So, <laughs> so Grim, okay. So, Pathfinder. And why don't you tell the audience, because I'm sure, and I've talked to a few of the people that have... Um, basically dm games and stuff like weekly or monthly or bi-weekly stuff like that i work with and one thing i've noticed after a lot of the controversy we covered on this podcast that happened with uh uh wizards of the coast um that and hasbro is that a lot of these groups have been switching over to pathfinder because they said they no longer trust wizards of the coast and they're not going to give them any more money uh what do you call it what do you call it or any more kind of like basically acknowledgement that they exist pretty much so why don't you tell the audience why we're switching over 
Oh, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Not to say I, I, I don't like... I don't like or trust them. I fucking hate them, and I would have switched over if we had to. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I switched over is simply because the constant bugs from the Foundry version of D&D, because you need all those... You need like a hundred mods to automate everything in the found in D and D Foundry. Yeah, and every time we played, there was a bunk. Every single time, someone would be like, "Oh, it's not working. This ain't working," and I'm just tired of wasting time. To give people an example, I spent uh, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, and no, just Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> so I spent Monday and Tuesday working on the new version of Wild Arms inside the Pathfinder set, right? Mm-hmm. In that time frame, I have built enough content. It's not all done. It's half done. All the mapping and everything's done. But when it comes to writing story, that will take one session to get it put together. But I have put together enough dungeons and content for at least, I'd say, six to seven sessions. That's like two months worth of t- play time for us. If I was still on the D&D thing, I would get maybe two sessions done in a week mm. of work. And then I'd have to spend another full eight hours just making sure everything worked. Yeah. And then when I built the bot, the cr- like the creatures in the fights, I would either have to cut effects or skills or abilities out of them because they're they're not supported by the code yet, Oof. or I'd have to figure out how to code them myself, which is a goddamn nightmare if you don't know coding. Mm-hmm. So it was just taking too much time. So like I said. I spent two days, about four hours total, and I had seven or eight sessions done. And that that is huge. That is a god-awful amount of time that I get to spend, because now that means over the next eight months, I mean, eight, eight, eight sessions of us playing, right? Yeah. Because it takes no time for me to do this shit, I can be like, oh, okay, so Zahn did this at the end of this session. It will take me a half an hour to go in there, make a couple adjustments, maybe spin up a new map, and set up what he did as part of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could keep improving it every single week without spending hours on end doing it. So that's the main reason. And after our first cyberpunk session, I think Bazinga would agree that the system is better. Yeah, the system's better. I just... I think the balance needs to be fixed a little bit, but other than that... Oh, no. You you died because you were supposed to die, dude. No, it shouldn't... Uh, see, that I don't like that. It shouldn't be that hard. It's, we're not playing no, fucking here, dragon here, demon souls or something. No, here's the thing. Here's the reason why that was supposed to be hard, Bazinga. Because that's the only fight in that area, and you are free to then rest and get all of your resources back. It was designed so that you'd get your resources back. If if so my fight, if little rats were nearly killing us and then we fight something that's even stronger, we're screwed. Yeah. No, because the way I put that fight together was specifically to test how difficult it would be. And it was and very difficult. Yes. So now I know that if I want to put together fights that are on the way to a boss, mm-hmm. I, I know where to scale down so that they're just kind of a little annoying. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I want to build a boss fight, I know where. Like It's like this. Pathfinder has this bar when you build things. And it starts out at trivial and goes all the way up to extreme, all right? Mm-hmm. There's like nine pl- brackets in between. And every time you have a, bo- a creature, it goes up. 
the the first five you fought were set on between trivial and moderate. They were easy. You wiped them out with almost no trouble, correct? I if you remember, know. you killed five five uh, rats real easy, and then another three rats showed up. All right? Okay. The second half was elite, and that was set at, um, at severe. I now know that if I want you to fight multiple fights in a dungeon, I set them in between moderate and trivial, and you'll clear through them with no trouble. And if I want the boss to be a challenge, I set them by severe, and it will be a challenge. So now I have my brackets, and I can adjust in between them. That's why that first fight was like that. It was intentional for my bracketing, so I know when they say severe, what it means. Because in D&D, when it said fucking deadly, shit wasn't deadly at all. I could have deadly times 10, and you would still kill them with no trouble. So Mm. I had to set a basis. Yeah. So now I know the fights won't be that difficult unless you're fighting bosses now. And that's why I made sure you guys had easy healing after that fight. So you go right back to full. Also, you're you're supposed to go down in Pathfinder. Going down's not the problem. It's staying down. Going down is is designed to make your teammates scramble to keep you up and protect you, which makes you work on the fly during combat instead of just doing the same shit you always do. Yeah. Like Alex just stood there firing his gun the whole time because he was in the back line. There was no threat. But up front, the minute you got dropped, panic ensued. Which is how Pathfinder is supposed to work. Okay. Yeah. But you will, you'll get better at it and be less likely to go down when I get the balance perfect and you understand your character a little better. Yeah, when you understand you your mechanics better. You understand certain things. Yeah. Which be good. But so far, I'd rather have a far more difficult than a super easy because it's easier to to ratchet it down than to ratchet it up. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Anyway. So other than that, it was excellent. The, the the systems work great. It's fun. It's more fun because of the three um action system. But other than that, nothing really, dude. That's what yeah. I've been working on. Yeah. I've been and playing was, Diablo. Yeah, you guys have been playing Diablo. Play a little bit of Call of Duty. I've been streaming to TikTok because we finally hit 3,000 follows. Yes. So and as you know, welcome anybody watching on TikTok right now. Welcome to this podcast. I don't know if, I know you've never seen it because it's the first time we've been streaming to the podcast for Twi- uh, TikTok. So welcome, all you Tiki Talkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So we're streaming to TikTok and Twitch right now. Yes. Um, yeah, and you guys, yeah, we're playing Diablo like most of the week. And I was obviously playing other games. I finally joined you guys last week and um, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> last night. Yeah. Last night, um, dude. It felt like last week to me. I've been starving without a car for a week. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was weird because we were playing for a while and I joined. Obviously, I was way under level compared to what you guys are. Um, <laughs> and I decided to play a rogue. And uh, yeah, and after everybody got off, I actually went back in. I rebuilt my rogue like seven times, uh, trying to go through the different uh, things, like what one would be the better. Like, and because you can get an idea from the descriptions, but until you actually test a lot of things yeah. and do some crowd control and stuff like that and see what it's like. Um, and then, yeah, I yeah I found distinctly the ones that are really, like I was doing like five times more damage than I was already when I picked certain things. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Well, no, this is what I, well, no, things to do. Well, no, I wanted to go with more of a bow. And then I was looking online and they said, bow is really good with the rogue, but it's more better for late game, early game. It's really hard to get, uh, the rogue get heavy damage with just the bow in the beginning. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I went straight with the throwing knives instead. 
Uh, so, and the throwing knives are simply they're made for the beginning of before you get to, I mean, while you scale up to a level 100. And then when you get more closer to level 100, you can switch it up and go more with the bow and you'll do yeah. a lot better. And, and, and one uh, of the key things with that, too, is to remember that you want to fill early, you want to fill whatever yeah, your, prime like thing, your yeah. main attack yeah. is max, max it out right away. Yeah. So, for example, if you're a barbarian and you pick lunging strike, don't put like one point in the lunging strike and then one point in the flay and then one point into this and then move down. You want to put five points into lunging strike if that's what you're using because yeah. you're going to be swinging that 90% of the time. Yeah. Unless you're doing flay, then you want to use flay constantly. And yeah. it, if you if but, you're doing no damage, you're just wasting time. You, but it. you do want to add the enhancements because you're going to add, like for instance, mine um, adds a seventy percent critical hit every other attack. Yeah, I was like, like oh, so you those are very very useful. Yeah. So basically, what I did <laughs> with my with my barbarian was when I hit like as soon as I realized that at like level four, I just pumped points in mm. until I had enough points to have like three lunging strike and then i put two more in the other ones yeah so i had a a, a buffed up lunging strike before i ever did anything else because yeah. you want and of course i'm not saying lunging strikes the best i mm. just like the fact that i can just hold the button down and not play yeah <laughs> and it was weird the rogue is very much actually for anybody playing diablo who's played through diablo um the rogue reminds me of the zealots from uh diablo 2 the character of a zealot you could play they're very similar uh if anybody's a fan of yeah, obviously Diablo series that's what it reminded me of uh but yeah all right, well, but it's Diablo, and anyway, so we got a lot of topics. Yeah, well, we don't. Well, have we have three topics. But we have three topics. But the, <laughs> but the other thing I've been playing though, and obviously, I want to promote the video we last did. Uh, we recently did a video. There's another one coming out soon. Um, where we built, we uh, failed, printed a fight stick. Uh, but it's a fun video. Uh, there's going to be a properly printed fight stick video coming out soon. Um, but the the reason why I mentioned that is because obviously I've been playing up until yesterday. Uh, because yeah, what do you call? It? Street Fighter 6 also came out around the same time Diablo 4, and I bought both of them, but I was mostly playing Street Fighter 6. Because uh, Street Fighter 6 is, is Final Street, yeah, Street Fighter 6 is a very well done game. Like this is like a completely 180 compared to Street Fighter 5's release. Everything's in the game from the beginning. Uh, there's even training sessions, combo training sessions, all this stuff is in it from the beginning. It runs really great. Uh, the net code is like perfect for online so far. Um and just the overall mechanics of the game are amazing. And obviously, everybody knows they change the mechanics for Street Fighter every single game. Um, and this is something Capcom's always done. And it's kind of, and they've said they do it so players have kind of a fresh feel playing like a new fighting game every time. Um, when this time, I don't know if I believe. So, and this time, obviously, they they hinted on Street Fighter Three because Street Fighter Three did have the parries. So they made a very more uh, dynamic parry system along with the drive system, which is pretty well, it's awesome to go back to have really good back and forth fights uh, and have a very good flow. Um, and obviously the big controversy, maybe we'll talk about it on a different podcast, is the modern controls. And that's a whole other discussion uh, because some of the biggest names like Daigo and stuff have said they're for the modern controls and it's like well and these guys and these and these guys these guys have been uh these guys one button well the modern controls we don't don't have time for that we have we have a podcast no i just want to just tell me one thing i don't want to talk about it one button moves no they turned it so there's only uh strong medium fierce and then there's um instead of having to hit two buttons to do your drive thing there's a single button for drive um, and there's a single button for parry. 
Um, okay, that that's not that bad. I thought I literally. I, I was hearing worse though. I was hearing worse, but well, no, it's more than that. Well, it's a lot more complex say, though. But that's the very minimal. I was worried that you were literally saying, "Oh, in other words, you don't have to do the special moves anymore." Well, no, no, you don't. You don't have to do the special moves. All right, Street Fighter's dead then. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Street Fighter is dead. It won't. It won't make it an EVO if the players don't have to actually do like quarter circle. Mm, and half um, half EVO and it. Capcom have already released their rules, and they're allowing the modern controls in there. Again, it won't make it. <sighs> no, the they... fans are not going to. The fans are not going to stay to watch people hit a single button because it's not impressive to go. I'm just going to spam fireball by hitting one button to do it. It. Mm. I don't know. It's a lot more complex than that. You have to you have to watch, especially Daigo's video is actually okay, very detailed. We're, we're out of time. <laughs> like we're Daigo's, running out of time. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Daigo's video is really good. Why are we not talking about this? <laughs> anyway. What other stupid story do you have instead of this? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, we can talk about ones that you don't post, so let's go. Anyway. <laughs> it, is, it is a very detailed Eventually, I do want to cover it, but yeah, not this podcast, but possibly the next podcast. It, it could have been a topic, but Maybe, well, next podcast, we'll get a full breakdown. I'll do a whole thing on it. Well, yeah, you, you need to do your full-on review of it. Yeah, I'll do a whole thing. I'll get everybody's, the biggest names out there uh, in the fighting game scene, what they think. Anyway, so let's get into this. So, Ubisoft. Ubi. Ubi, Ubi. Ubi forward. 2023. I didn't every- know that's what they called it. Yes. <laughs> Ubisoft Forward is happening just a few days within Publishers Annual Showcase. Happening again, despite the technical can- technically canceled <laughs> E3 ownership. Yeah, we, well, it already happened. Yeah, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Where to go? So, what did they announce at the Ubi Ubi? Well, uh, no, I will. Uh, yeah, well, one of the games obviously was uh, Star Wars Outlaws, which actually looks really good. Yep. I'm excited for that. Uh, because it looks, it looks, and it fe- it looks like it's gonna feel like st- uh, Survivor, which I'm for because I love Survivor. So Jedi Survivor was really good. Except it's Jedi Survivor with different mechanics. Um, so which is really cool. Uh, they also announced uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. They announced uh, what is it? Avatar. Frontiers of Pandora, which um, used it that first person show game that you thought looked really like it was gonna be good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I'm just not a fan of Avatar. I'm such oh man, <laughs> I am I am such a geek for pan for what do you call it? Avatar? Oh my god! But they had their announcement and they announced some like weird uh, Tomb Raider cartoony thing. I think it's a mobile game though. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So they had outlaws, which I'm really cool. So it's so amazing what outlaws is. It's taking place between episode two, uh, episode uh, uh, five and six, um, and you're pretty much playing a female Han Solo. Um, so terrible. No, it looks awesome. Oh my god, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, it looks fucking awesome. Uh, Why not? Why not just do a game with Han Solo instead of female Han Solo? If you're just going to make her exactly like Han Solo. But the same thing, reason why we have Cal Kestis instead of Luke Skywalker. Like, it's adding new characters that you can relate with to a more of a... No, that's not why. Um, 
Um, but we do see. Oh come on! You don't have. To, there's no problem with there being a female. Yeah, there's no problem. Like there's really. If you're not, dude, you just said she is basically hand solo. So oh, he said is, that. Why is she not something different? Why is she just female hand well, solo? Well, no, because that's well, the problem. Well, they no. couldn't just write a good character. They had to just take hand solo. And, well, and, I well and I think him. I don't think I don't think well. I don't mean literally. Like, there's a lot. Okay, so if you read the books, literally, there's a lot of scoundrels <laughs> and a lot of people throughout the Star Wars, and the underground is a very big part of the Star Wars universe. Um, and George Lucas wanted to do a whole TV show on it, and then that got canceled because it costed too much money. Um, but we got a lot of really great technology from him trying to develop that TV show. That's a whole other thing we can talk about another time. Um, but the thing is, though, with that being said, um, she is. Um, part of that world that Han Solo was a part of before well at the beginning of episode 4 and before episode 4 that really dark world of smugglers um, and obviously at first glance you see a lot of them they're very similar but they have their own nuances and stuff um, like Lando Calrissian and Han Solo are both smugglers but they're very different characters um, so and that's where it comes down to. She's her own kind of person, but the thing, first thing you think of is Han Solo when you think of smugglers. That's what everybody thinks of when they think of Star Wars. Um, so she's Which part. She's exactly part of that world. Be she's part if of that just world. Did a Han Solo game because you'd be psyched for but, a Han Solo game. Uh, that was already done though. But uh, well, the, the, no, I, I, I think they're trying to get out of the Skywalker saga. Well, no, they're trying to branch out. They're trying to like, yeah. which is awesome. Like, I want. It's not all about they Darth Vader to, anymore. They, they want to expand the universe, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, despite their efforts, High Republic is only only parts of it are okay so far. They're not. It's not None great. None of it's any good. No, there are really so, so the. The, the shitty parts of High Republic are written by the comic book writers they hired to write some of the books, which are not authors. They're terrible at all being an author. But some of the people are original Star Wars authors that wrote some of the original legacy books. Those High Republic books are actually really good. Um, so there's it's it's a toss up. It's really. Yeah. Um, but that being said, though, I am excited because I would love to see because I want to see more about the Crimson Dawn. I, I want to see these people. I, I want to see the Pikes. I want to see like all this underground stuff that you hear about and you never see. I, I, Dude, you, we, the Crimson we, Dawn, the people from fucking Die Hard? Oh. No. The Crimson Dawn. Yeah, but, but not when, when the guy's like naming off groups he wants free and the oh. guy's like the seven members of the Crimson Dawn and the other guy's like Crimson Dawn. He's like, I read read about him in Time Weekly or something. <laughs> oh. No, the Crimson Dawn <laughs> is funny. No, Crimson Dawn is the group uh, that um, Han Solo's first wife uh, becomes a leader of after she ousts Maul from that group. Um, Maul oh, is the original yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what do you call it? The head of that group. Um, and Kira and Kira ends up ends up kicking the shit out of Maul and taking over the group. Uh, so and then Maul goes into exile and then obviously You mean Doth Maul? Yes. Yeah, no one's no one non Jedi is beating Doth Maul. <laughs> uh, like that's, that's I don't think you realize how tough Kira is. That's why not, I lot she's not uh, a freaking Darth Maul level top. Oh. He's a Jedi who killed Qui Gon Jinn. Sorry, he's a Sith who killed Qui Gon Jinn. Um, and almost Obi Wan Kenobi. This is why your cannon's bad, Nate. No, the, this is why people laugh at these things because that's, that you're you're burying someone who was made to be one of the biggest threats no, by yeah, killing Obi Wan's teacher. The whole and he gets yeah, beat but, up by nobody. The whole Kira and Darth Maul thing. That's way before George Lucas sold this. Yeah, it was his storyline. 
I here. didn't say that the canon was. Did I Can say it. Disney wrote this? I just said that's why the canon's so screwed. Um, uh, because George Lucas is an idiot. Kira it was trained. I forget her name who who trained her. She is a badass. That's why a lot of people want to finally see her. And there's we saw her ship in uh, Mandalorian taking off. We we're like a lot of people are hoping to see is it. She a um, Jedi. No, she's or a Sith. okay. So a lot of people think that Force users they think Jedi. There's more than uh, groups out there okay, than just. There's whatever. more groups out I'm there. Just gonna be quiet, Any Nate. Go through your fucking jerk off on this terrible stuff. <laughs> <Any> <laughs> this is what you do. Anyway, so I'll finish my sentence. So there are more groups out there than just Jedi that can use the Force, but they're not called Jedi. They have their own nuances. They call them their own fighting styles and stuff that they have developed. Okay. So there's more than them, and the ones we are going to see distinctly in the, in the Soka series are the witches uh, that use. They're kind of like they're pretty much like sorcerers. Right. Um, so, so they also announced uh, Prince of Persia. Yes. Like a side-scrolling 2D3, what do they call it? Yeah, that's... 2-3D yeah. or... Which is cool, because they're going back to the original, which is really cool. And that's like the first... That's It's really nostalgic to me, because that's like the very first Prince of Persia I ever played. The very first Prince of Persia that ever existed. Unlike the is, Commodore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a 2D game. It was really fucking hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that's... that's what do we got here? Um. Just, yeah. Talking about that, the Avatar. Ava game. Open world Avatar games would be freaking awesome. Oh my god, X Defiant. I don't know some kind of I, shooter. Because when they do movies based on, on games based on movies, nine times out of ten they end up really bad. So I'm thank not you, gonna, like, thank you, right thank you, Grim. Because I said the same thing. Yeah, but this is yeah. And he's like, no, this is well, gonna be great. You don't have to thank me. I'm not me. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you know, Nate likes to hype up anything as long as he's a fan of that thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> even no. if it's bad, remember when he tried to tell us how Battlefield, uh, the the new Battlefield, uh, the new Star Wars Battlefront games are good and they were absolutely terrible. I never said that. I don't remember him. Yes, ever you did. That. No, he I was didn't. Literally hyped about I, the second dude, one. I was like, it's going to be bad. Dude, I was, I, I was asked he into was the beta. So. I was asked for the beta for both of them. And I didn't buy either because the betas were so bad. I didn't buy either of them. Before you got to play the beta, you told us it was going to be good. I well, might have said it. Probably hoping it would be. I probably was hoping, and then That's the beta, and then out. I played the beta, he and I was like, "This is terrible." Go with it because he's a fan of the other stuff. Oh, well, no, I don't think this game will be good because it's a movie game. And we'll see. It, lo it looks pretty awesome. Well, they had a and the going... track record of movie games is like mobile games yeah no, no yeah, it's true yeah, it's yeah. true but this is a, a full open world like the shit they've that's going to be in the game so far what they've said it's like holy shit this is going to rival some like op other open world games how big it's going to be they had a skull and bones trailer there's the closed beta august 25th to the 28th wait skull and bones has a trailer it's something yeah it's a sea shanty video yeah it's a sea yeah this um, it looks like I think it was all cgi yeah this trailer is, this trailer is all cgi yeah i don't think we got any gameplay yeah. How how could you have an open beta coming and have no gameplay? <laughs> um, so. uh, oh, they talked about what is it? Crew Motorfest. Oh no, this ain't CGI. This is not gameplay, but it's not CGI. They're showing this is video of like this is kind of like watching a replay from Gran Turismo. Oh yeah, that's what this looks like. <laughs> the crew, another uh, racing game. I don't know how they keep like. I guess they're doing okay. The these, crew, the crew games because. I, I don't, I don't know. know. You don't, you don't hear okay. a lot about them. Yeah. That should be Creed Mirage. They also have like this Project Jade or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And there's a Star Wars. Yeah. This is going through like when they did it live, and that's oh, about okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that was the that was all their announcement. Let's get into the Xbox box announcement. I get it is. <laughs> The Starfield Direct. Yes, Starfield looks pretty freaking incredible, dude. Eh. I do have to say. Like, the fact that you can go to multiple planets, you can build bases on all those planets, um, yeah, and freely dude, travel. It's called, it's called No Man's Sky. Um, <laughs> but looks way more impressive than No Man's Sky. Like, holy shit. Actually, have you seen No Man's Sky lately? Yes, I have. Because that's the joke going around on the internet right now, is that No Man's Sky still looks more impressive. No, all I'm, the updates that they've added to that game. They haven't added an update, but I'm saying the art. But this looks more realistic. No Man's Sky still has an artistic style to it. It doesn't have a realism style to it. This does have a realism style to it, and it looks pretty incredible. Um, I also, I'm also not impressed with loading screens masking open world. But you probably didn't know anything about that, did you? How are loading screens on the new consoles? I don't know how. Oh, I have no problems on mine, but... No, is there loading screens? Depends on the game, but most, no. Yeah, on my PlayStation. But, uh, I haven't played either, so... Here's, here's something they didn't tell you in the trailer, in, in the, the gameplay thing, Nate. You have to see it in their press release. You don't actually fly to those planets. You fly off, and it goes to a loading screen, and then you load into another planet, and it loads you landing on the other planet. So you're effectively just instance jumping around from instance to instance, mm. and that is fucking depressing. Not necessarily. You do go into space. Yes, you go into space, but it's an instance in space. In other words, when you're flying in space doing stuff, you can't just veer off and go down to the planet. You have to exit what you're doing like a mission, and then choose to to load into that planet. Um. Yes, but most uh, space open world games actually do that, that too. Light years away. Um, no Man's Sky, not, which is which is the point people are bringing up. The game from ten years ago lets you fly, take off, fly around to anywhere you want in that space, and then land without any loading whatsoever. That's what's pissing people off. The game looks great, and I'm probably going to buy it day one. But I am aggravated as fuck. That they're using an engine from 20 years ago still, and they can't design it to work like that. That it, you know how so I am just about teleported there. Like I want a world map. You know how I am about world maps and RPGs, dude. Yeah. I fucking hate a map where you click on icons, and now you're telling me that when I launch off the planet, I am effectively clicking on an icon. Yeah, I mean it should. That... So, um, what's weird? Okay, so. Yeah, so I see what you mean, because we were watching it right here. Yeah, it is like clicking the icon that has cutscenes to go into it, but you you get the, you get miss the nuances of moving it, but you are going there. Um, and what's weird... Yeah, but you're not actually... Don't, the point is you're not flying. So, there, what's weird... Not, well, it makes... Yeah, you're not... You're just loading. No, it's weird. So, okay, so in Jedi Survivor, right, you can travel planet to planet, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And... It, it it does like a loading screen like Same that. Same thing. You're, it on, does, you're on the ship. Okay, but what's weird? Someone actually uh, those uh, YouTubers that do like what's beyond the bounds kind of thing. Yeah. So they did it so it doesn't show the loading screen. The actual ship takes off off the planet completely and goes into outer space, but you just don't ever see it, huh. even though it's loaded. It, it, the game actually loads all the data to. So that means they coded it in there and just didn't. Uh, they had an idea that they were going to do, but they just never did it. Well, it, it does it every time. It doesn't glitch. You, it, he did it so the loading screen just shuts itself off, and you just go right into space. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, but it's still not controlling it. It doesn't slow it down. Doesn't do anything. Again, because I look, 
the difference between me and these Xbox fanboys mm. who are flipping out about this game is that I have played almost every Bethesda RPG. Mm. And I love them. But I also know that Todd Howard lies in every goddamn video he does. You can go through oh, a yeah, video but... called Todd Howard Tell Me Lies. And it <laughs> starts with him going, every dungeon in in um Morrowind is handcrafted. And then it shows a video. And every single dungeon looks exactly the same with a different layout because they use the random generator to generate all the dungeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it starts the video, Tell Me Lies. And it's just him repeatedly going, this does this, this <laughs> does that, and nothing. So yeah. when I see this game, I get excited, but I'm also not like, I'm not going to listen to the hype because it's Todd F. and Howard, and the dude is nothing but a liar. Yeah. All the time. That's true, but I don't know. I don't mind the whole loading screen. Like, I don't mind that so much. I, I'm still getting to explore all these different worlds and stuff. Like I said, the only reason why I'm mad is because it shouldn't be like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be like that because of the tech they're using. It's an, uh, They're still using an old engine. They know this engine. They've been building hmm. this game for seven years. How could they not do it? Hmm. After seven years of building, that bug... It, also, the whole thing about the Thousand Planets thing... I laugh at that because I know for a fact 90% of them are going to be barren nothingness. Yeah, a lot random of Random generated stuff. Yeah. Well, that's like the big thing with like No Man's Skies everybody's pissed about still is there needs they want plants with civilizations already on there. Hostile civilizations. That, what do you uh, do? Are you out of date? Because they put that in like four years ago. No, not to the degree people want. I mean like now, they want to be able to fly into a city. No, I mean like full like... I'm about to add no, no, I'm gonna, no. I, I guarantee you're wrong, and we'll find out because me and I'm, I'm gonna. I was planning on asking Bazinga about if you wanted to do that next for us. No, I'm uh, no, I'm not like what, full, no man's sky. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I'm talking about like full like Coruscant planet, like whole city plants and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but now you're asking way too much for well, for an indie dev that that did a pretty damn good job of what they got. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, but I just want I just want to be the other. Like yeah, this ain't an indie civilization. Death. This is yeah. goddamn Bethesda with all the mm. money in the world, and they can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's what fucking bugs me about this, dude. Uh, so we got like Skyrim, one point five here with Avowed. Avowed, yeah. It it's a first person. They call. They, I think they were calling it a first, uh, like a Skyrim Call of Duty. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little disappointed. Because I don't know. I like, it, it reminds me. It makes me think of Fable too much, and I do not like Fable. Well, they well, also the, announced the reason, Fable. <laughs> I know they announced here, Fable. Here's the thing. The reason why it it looks disappointing to me is because you have you bought the guys who did Pillars of Eternity, and then you told them to make a knockoff of the games that already exist mm. when they already do great <laughs> shit with Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... That's the problem with Microsoft Game Studios. They they got hired and then they went straight to homogenization. They're making a game that everybody else makes. When so, they should have been given a budget to make a high budget, incredibly cool, with a ton of backing, new Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. So they, they came out with Clockwork Revolution. That looks a lot like uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, which is really yeah, cool. I didn't look at that. It looks pretty yeah. cool. Have we talked about Fable yet? Because no, I, that's I, we're uh, gonna get into Fable in a minute. Getting we're getting there. Oh, but yeah, no, yeah, no. Clockwork Revolution actually looks pretty cool. It's like a steamy punky. Yeah, it's very steampunk. Steamy punky. It's steamy. Punky. It looks pretty damn cool. Um, and Bioshock was really good. 
Yeah. And, um, and now Fable, a new beginning for the legendary franchise, it says. <laughs> I'm sorry, legendary? Legendary. No, no, okay, so I had a talk with a coworker, right? Because he was telling me about this, how Fable, we were talking about it at work. Um, and he's like, I'm really excited for the new Fable. And I said, okay, no offense to you. And I know you understand. I understand you like the game, and I like you like the series, but Fable is pretty much Baby's first RPG. And he he stopped. And he goes, "You know what? You're absolutely right." <laughs> He's like, "But it's nostalgia to me. That's one of the first RPGs I ever played." Uh, but he agreed. I was absolutely right. But it's not even Baby's first no. RPG. It's more like action RPG because it's no, nothing it's, like no, an RPG. I, I, but it's very simplistic that. to any other RPG. It's very simplistic. I forget about the simplicity. They do realize that you can't call a game that never broke two million copies in all three sales as legendary, right? Yeah, no, I know. Like, that game is... Fable is barely known outside of the Xbox community and barely known in the Xbox community. I don't understand this idea that it's legendary, but... <clears throat> I don't I knew about it when, when... Like, when it first came... I think I bought it day one. Hmm. Good for you. You and ten people. No. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that they only sold no, but like, sell two million. It, but my coworker did have a good point, though. It did get a lot of people in. Like he he said to me, he's like, "Yes, I I am going to buy the new Fable." Um, and I know it's not like a landmark RPG, but it has nostalgia for me, and I wouldn't be into like hardcore RPGs nowadays if it wasn't for the game. So I do give it credit in that regard. Uh, but so. let's talk about the actual elephant in the room. Um, the lies of the trailer. What? What's that, is, that is not in that. That is not gameplay at all. Not one oh, second no, of no, it. No. Except oh. for the snippets they showed, and the snippets they showed were so flashy and fast that you couldn't get a good look at them because it does not look like that. That was basically full blown cutscenes that they are trying to pass off as in game gameplay. Hmm. And the de developers are swearing up and down that it is on Twitter, and I guarantee you there will be a downgrade when they show actual gameplay. Well, what it is, it's it's probably that gameplay where like you walk into a room and then boom, quick like CGI type thing. Yeah, yeah. What it what it is is like if you were to um, for example, if you play like Days Gone, when they cut to a scene where he's talking to people, it mm -hmm. looks. Way better than when he's not talking to people. A game looks good when he's on the bike and when you're playing, but when he you cut to the cut, the, the talking and everything, mm. it looks a hundred times better. That's what it is. Yeah. The gameplay that they're showing you are all snippets from in in engine um conversations. Like for example, if I show you a, a footage from Uncharted uh, Two, it's old. It's on PS3. You'll look at it and go, "Wow, I can't believe the PS3 looked that good." Yeah. yeah. But it didn't. That's just what the cutscene looks like. Yeah, no, that's true. Graham, you were a little far off. Each of the Fable games sold at least three million copies, okay? Not two million. That's, oh, geez, okay. That's anyway. still embarrassingly bad anyway, for a game I, 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 Yeah, but like, again, I do give it credit. If it got people into real RPGs, I'm, I'm for it. That's fine. That's fine. Again, I don't care if you like the game. I'm just tired of... I, I guess I'm The Fable remake about, anniversary sold three million as well. That's odd. I, I'm tired of... Um, of... Like the uh, the marketing around nostalgia, mm. and what I'm I'm just jaded with that and everything. So, for example, Siphon Filter wasn't a big hit. If Sony announces a new Siphon Filter and calls it the legendary Siphon Filter, the epic series from the PS2 era, I'm gonna laugh and go, 
not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Like, just say from the visionary minds that brought you the original fable or something, we're going to try out you know, something. Don't try and convince me that this game is like the second coming of Chrono Trigger when no. nobody played the originals. Yeah, not yeah, to the degree of like actual RPGs. Anyway, let's so, get, we got to get through all these games. Yeah, so, so then we got Motocross. Forza. Forza. Yeah, Motocross. Motorsport, I meant to say. Flight Simulator 2024. Yep. Of course, we're going to get a new Flight Simulator. I want to be able Hell to crash buddy. the plane and it break, okay? Because okay, <laughs> when you crash the game, it just yeah restarts. Hellblade 2. Uh, Woody was really excited for this. Yeah, a lot of people are actually really excited for this. Um, so, yeah, we've seen South of the... Yeah, South of Midnight. Whatever that, I'm not sure what that is. The Starfield Direct. And Towerborn. Oh, it's... Uh, Towerborn. I don't know what Towerborn is. Creators of the oh the creators of the banner saga okay uh, um, obviously <laughs> yeah what the hell is that thirty three immortals Ooh. it's a it's a I think it's like an online like rogue or something like that Play but the there's game soul it's thirty three people playing with you oh that's kind of cool is is that the game yeah thirty three co op roguelike for thirty three players Jesus that's gonna be really cool so I said oh well. and obviously <laughs> the game I'm beyond excited for City Skylines two we got the trailer finally oh my Ooh. god I am so excited yeah oh it's such a good fucking even though we'll be City playing it on PC Skylines is such a oh man yeah they eat some city for breakfast oh yeah easily <laughs> like like they need to like the two things that ea needs to stop making sims games entirely well they haven't made a sim game in years well, well because they all the people are gone no i know but like sims 4 they just keep coming out with expansions because that's not even the real people they oh, give know, those people jobs they're code monkeys that they go hey add this to the game yeah. it's a subsidiary that they actually sent i think they are in chicago or something anyway uh, Dungeons of the Hunt. Hinterberg. Yeah, whatever the hell that. It's some, some game. Now we're getting to like the indie type games here. Mm. Jusant. Rated and Rated Jusant. Uh, Don't. Oh, the makers of Life is Strange. Oh, the micro of Life is Strange and Vampire. Uh, tell me why. But it's an actual. Yeah, actual game. You know what game's like really big right now? It's like you're just climbing the whole time. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's all over like Twitch and TikTok and stuff. You, it's it's like uh, you know, just getting getting over it. The, the guy in the in the tub, with yeah. The, the thing. It's this time it's a kid and he's just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and oh. climbing. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, like a dragon. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Rival trailer, like a dragon, infinite wealth, uh, launching in twenty twenty four. Highlights an unexpected chain of events that set two legendary yakuza, uh, Kasuga and. It's larger than life RPG adventure. What are they trying to be in this game? I don't know. It's it's just CGI. Are they trying to... Like a dragon, infinite wealth. I don't know. I didn't tell you a lot. Anyway. Metaphor. Metaphor. Dude, it's a Yakuza game. Who cares? It's going to be great. It doesn't say it's Yakuza, does it? Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's life a... is a... Yeah, it's a Yakuza Stop. Stop, don't make me hurry. What? I don't right. fucking know. It says like a dragon in infinite wealth. It says like two legends. Like a dragon legend. is the Yakuza spinoff. Last time it was Yakuza. Life is like like a dragon. Yeah. That's the first one. News to me. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. Okay, so this. Don't okay, this be could be metaphors <laughs> by the people that made Persona. This could be really good. 
I didn't notice this. Why the, how did I get past? How did this get past my radar? Because it's know. the Xbox showcase. Probably. <laughs> but it looks really freaking good, though. And it's by the people that made Persona. This could be really, really good. Holy shit. What is it? <laughs> uh, metaphor. Metaphor Refantasio. What yeah. is it? It's Mark, an RPG. It's an RPG. It looks really good. It's by the makers of Persona. Holy yeah. shit. It looks really good. I, I'm more of a Shin Nagami Tensei guy. Yeah. Uh, Path of the Goddess. A new tale. From Kami Oates. A new one that is. Yeah. Payday 3. How long has it been? Holy shit. Yep. Payday 3. Now this is Persona 3 Reload. Yeah. And then Persona 5 Tactica. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Outlaws. Still wakes the deep. How does Phantom Liberty have a trailer? It's not even began production. Maybe it has. No, it hasn't. We did the article. They don't start production until three more months from now. I don't know. <laughs> it's a second. Oh, they're, they're coming out with the Xbox Series S one terabyte edition in black. Okay. Limited edition Starfield headphones. Just, just one terabyte? The PlayStation's only one terabyte, too. I know that, but that was like a few years ago. I know. I don't understand why. Memories become a lot cheaper. Xbox Series X is only it was uh, only five hundred when it first came out. I personally think consoles need to be launching with at least two terabytes. Oh, yeah. in this day and age, you can only install like three games. Yeah, <laughs> like you can get and two. Have, like, what? Stop! Stop! You're being hyperbolic. I no, I'm not. On my Xbox, right. it only has five hundred gigs. Dude. No, you're I'm not. Shut your mouth. I have an Xbox One, and I can only put like three or four games on it. And that's 500 gigs. I'm not embarrassed right on a system that I don't even own. <laughs> How many yeah. games? At least nine. Yeah, but do you actually own... Are these games you bought digitally, or do you have a physical copy? They're 100% installed off of downloads from the PS... Uh, the PlayStation Plus. Okay. The, uh, and how many more games can you install? I have about 120 gigs left. Oof, that's it. That is like nothing. Dude, that's not the point. You said you could do three, and I'm just pointing out that you're way the fuck off. You're being hyperbolic. That's no, I know. No, I'm not because so... I was talking about the 500 gig console. Thank okay. you very much. Yeah, but no. Okay, so <laughs> for you didn't fucking say that. I did say that. So two terabytes <laughs> of two. So this day and, in this day and age, two terabytes of data is less than a hundred bucks for M. Yeah, no, yeah. So what? What is? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway. I'm not going to swear. I'm just calling you a chicken nugget. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there's a trailer for... Uh... There's not. There's not. This is just like... They're just showing you like CGI randomness. They gen they went and had peeled makeup. Yeah, there's no. That's all they did. Out. There's no actual. The game doesn't even start production for like four or five more months. Something like that. I forget well, how I long. I can't it. believe I called that. I actually have exactly... <laughs> 129 gigs left. Another Elder Scrolls update. Fallout 76 is still doing things? Yeah, Fallout 76 is still things. Uh, oh, a Dune expansion see. for Flight Simulator. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. See, I, here's the problem. I, fig I, I, I figured out the problem. The, the reason why you say that. Because the games you play are made by shitty, lazy companies. And what I mean by that is your Call of Duty installs like 200 gigs on your goddamn computer. I don't have Call of Duty on my Xbox. No, but I remember <laughs> Call of Duty on PC. The the, the 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 new Call of Duty was massive. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. Yep. Like, I'm going to click install just to see how much I need. I need 192 gigs to install this game. Mm. Okay. I have Final Fantasy VII Remake at 50 gigs. Yep. I have Spider-Man at 45 gigs. Uh-huh. The difference here is that the games you're installing are from these lazy companies that have it, that have filled the games with bloat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm playing. Call- I'm not playing problem. Call of Duty on my consoles. <laughs> oh my god! No, like- but if you installed it on your console, it would probably be 150 gigs. That's that, the point. That's the company. Fa- that's like, fantastic, the- but that's not the games I'm playing on my console. The games you're playing on your console aren't taking anywhere near that much space up. Yes, they are, because I only can and have like four or five on it. What are you playing on your console? Mostly sports games. So EA games? Uh, no, MLB, 2K, whatever, whatever the hell the the yeah. Sony one is, whatever the um, the show, the show, uh, a racing game. I don't remember. I've got like I literally have like four or five games on my Xbox and my PlayStation, and it's full. Yeah, it's the majority of the games you play, and I'm not trying to rag on you. I'm saying the majority of the games you play are coming from companies that do this. This has been a running problem in the industry with mm-hmm. the bloatware bullshit. You can't convince me that Call of Duty, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh-huh. requires 200 games. You know what I mean? Oh, I understand that, but those aren't the games that I'm playing. So we only have five minutes to talk about the Nintendo Direct. Well, we have, we have a little more than that. We'll go a little over. But okay. okay. We'll go a little over. <laughs> um, but Nintendo Direct, because there was a lot in Nintendo Direct, um, that happened. So, and obviously, I would say one of the biggest ones for me. Okay, this is where it's a, a kind of a thing. I would love just for them to do a sequel. But we got a remake, which is fine. It means there could be, uh, there could be a branch to maybe make a sequel after, which is Mario RPG, uh, is finally getting a remake. It looks really good. It's two point five D, just like the original. Um, it it looks ju- it looks like the original, just updated. Uh, it looks really really good. Um, and has all the nuances uh, you would expect in an RPG. It's all turn based. Um, so. I am very, very excited for this game. This is one of the best, one of my favorite RPGs of all time, uh, the Mario RPG. And it's it's going to be awesome when it comes out in November on the 17th. Um, so I will definitely be playing through this game. But I hope it gives ground to we're going to get possibly a real sequel finally. Hopefully after this. Yeah. So that could be hopefully a real thing. The funny thing is watching this trailer, I've seen like all these characters. I'm like... I don't recognize any of these guys. Uh, and I'm like, well, they did look... It was old old system, different graphics. Yeah. Um, this is what they wanted them to look like. Uh, they don't... They, a lot of them look pretty much the same they did on the original Mario RPG. They don't look any really evident. Yeah, just slightly more pixels. <laughs> I guess, but yeah. Um, no, and we're also getting, like... Uh, where uh, Peach is getting a game, and we're getting, obviously, a little OEG's Haunted Mansion, too. From the, the, the 3DS, yep. Yes. And then they're also uh, Mario Brothers Wonder here. Yeah, okay. So, this game should be called Mario Does Salvia. <laughs> that, that's what this game should be called. <laughs> Holy crap. And the new plant, like, the new power-up thing should just be called Salvia. Like, where he turns into a... a, a an elephant? No. Did you see what happens when he grabs this thing? This new like power up? No. Holy shit! Like, like the world goes bonkers. Like I, th- oh. I, th- I forget when he grabs it in this trailer. Um, he grabs it somewhere in one of the trailers here. I think somewhere in. The- oh yeah, it's like shortly after this. I think. Um, yeah, this is the is that the new plant? No. 
Oh, yeah, it's like right up here. Yeah, this thing. Oh, my God. This thing should be called Salvia. <laughs> like, watch what happens. <laughs> it's like, it's a whole different euphoria. Yeah. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they were like, how wild can we make a Mario game? Like, it looks like fun. I love all 2D Mario games. I will play the shit out of this game. People, but, people were wanting a uh, Mario Metroidvania. That would game. be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I absolutely love all the 2D Mario games, so I will definitely buy this game probably day one, just like I do all the other Mario games. Um, yeah, I saw some of the live thing, and they, they did this after, which is, is strange. Like, they announced... Everything, and then they did this last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they announced, like, three new Mario-type games, and then they announced another Mario game. Yeah. No, it's it, getting a little old the constant Mario game bullshit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love them. I will always it'll be it's a staple that I will always buy and always play through. I was hoping yeah. for Wind when you, Waker. If you announce like four at the same direct, you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but That's we obviously we're getting a new Pikeman. I'm not a huge fan of the Pikeman games, but a lot of people are. Uh so people are excited for that. Uh two new uh Pokemon games. Uh showing like okay. Uh, Pikachu Pikachu looks kind of good. Well, I'm not know. talking about the Pikachu ones. I'm oh, about, I know, I know. I'm talking about the actual the, Pokemon games. Well, it's not a new one. Those are just expansions. Yeah, I know. That's DLC, which they still haven't fixed the problems. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's... But, yeah. Yeah, Detective Pikachu only looks like it's... It's. I mean, it's a game. I mean, sure, some people... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they consist of in the game. Some people like, enjoy what it. What you do. <laughs> but, I mean... Um, um, we're also getting Metal Gear Solid on Switch. The collection, the collection, yeah, which is really cool. Uh like the the amount of games now that are accumulating onto the Switch, which is incredible, like classic games mm-hmm. that are officially being released. Uh it's insane. It's becoming like a very much all in one system. Yeah, uh, which is a lot of fun. Which is, I think that's that's great. Uh, I feel I love these games. Um, so. Oh, and Gandalf. oh yeah, the game. Gandalf. Gandalf. Well, the thing is, okay. So the Gandalf for me was so. Uh, two weeks after the game came out, someone uh, broke down all the code in the game, and they found um, the code for the amiibo. Oh, for the Gandalf amiibo, and they so we knew it was already coming. Uh so another WarioWare. WarioWare, yeah. move it, move it. Pikmin, Pikmin could be cool. A lot of people are into that. Oh, Pikmin one and two. Yep. came out today. Mm-hmm. And the Scarlet and the Violet expansion. Hidden Treasure expansions are coming out. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe adds a new course alongside a uh, Pity Piranha, a Wiggler, and a, a comic. Oh, he finally has its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, they're going to have to make Mario Kart 9. <laughs> yeah. At some point. <laughs> They've made enough content for another game. My God. Luigi's Mansion, Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors is a great game. Like, it's very simplistic to a point, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a game that's been out for a while already, but it's coming to the Switch now. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Dragon Quest Monsters. Yeah, I'm, I've played a few of the monster games, uh, Dragon Quest. Some of them are pretty fun. Uh, some are kind of gimmicky and kind of repetitive. Um, but some are not that bad, though. Sonic Superstar. This looks, looks like fun. Grim says. This looks, looks fun. fun. It has all of the characters in it. And it's... Four player co op. Yeah, it has it has, crazy. it has all four characters in it. I don't know how that's even possible. Uh, which is pretty cool. Four and characters of what? Four of the four main Sonic characters. You can play oh, as. Sonic game. 
Um, it looks really good, actually. I'm gonna slowly walk backwards out of the building. <laughs> it looks I think like that's my cue to leave, dude. I'm tired as hell. It looks so anyway, good. Sonic it... can eat my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It looks it looks fun. I'm jaded. I hate Sonic. You can release a clone of Sonics. Yeah, it's it looks pretty far out. It looks like fun. I I, I will yeah. definitely probably play that game. The Batman Arkham At, trilogy. The Arkham trilogy. A lot of people are excited. About oh, they're this. excited for it, but. Yeah. Okay, it's been off uh, just like everything. Well, I'll be like I said, because their main system now is the Switch. Yeah, yeah. So if it's their main system, it makes sense. I understand. Yeah. I just and have, I have all these on my computer. So if anybody doesn't know, uh, recently, Switch is now the second most sold console of all time behind the PS2. PS2 is the most sold console ever. Uh, so what was now Wii? number two? Huh? What was the Wii? I thought they were high up there. We, we was pretty high, but I think it was only like it's like in the maybe nine or ten. It's not oh. like super super high. This looks okay. So uh, this looks cool. Star Ocean, uh, the second story, are announced. Uh, it's a remake of Star Ocean Two, uh, which is gonna be pretty cool. Um, if you're a fan of the Star Ocean series, anyway, uh, this could be really really good. But anyway, let's get uh, oh, one thing. Persona Five, yeah. Persona Tactic gets a new gameplay. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's Persona Five Tactic. It's it's. This, this looks so good. Myth Force brings Saturday morning cartoon uh, roguelike to the if, Switch. If it was PvP, Grim would play it. It looks yes. like. It looks like. Yes, freaking, I, uh, it looks like He Man mixed with like like Thundercats and everything else. Well, yeah, that and it looks <laughs> like uh, the the arcade game there, Dragon's Lair. Yes, it's got that cartoon uh, well, that animation style. It, 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 no, what do you call it, it, it? For me, it reminds me distinctly a mix of He Man and Thundercats. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I think of. <laughs> I think Dragon's Lair all the way. Oh, uh, no, the character design, everything is very much Thundercats. But I, the fact that how, how well much it looks like a cartoon, like it literally looks like you're playing a cartoon. Yeah, no, it looks just incredible. like how, you know, South Park game, it looked like this could, be, playing a, this show. could be a really fun co op game. Yeah, it's just, it's not PvP. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Story based, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, this could be but a really, it looks good, really fun. It, looks it really could fun. be a really cool co op game. What the hell? I went all the way to the top. I don't know why you went all the way to the top. Um, uh, Mario and Rabbids, the rap, it's another rabbit game. I mean, those are okay. Splatoon but, 3, Splatfest, yeah. If you're into the Splatoon game. Oh, Dance Nance. Another Way with the trailer of Just Dance 2024 edition. Oh, yeah. Nate's favorite game of all time is still around. Oh, my God. Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> anyway. Dance Dance Revolution. No, Just Dance. I know. Pele is a cozy and free-to-play adventure. So this is... um, So this game, it's weird. So it's a free-to-play game mm-hmm. um, where you kind of create a farm and like have a le- out of existence. But there's also you can explore. It's weird. It's almost like Stardew Valley meets Fortnite. Okay. It's, I don't know. It could be interesting. It could be fun for people to play. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway is a bright and colorful 3D platformer. I don't even know what this is. I didn't see this one. Me either. <laughs> I did not see this one. Uh, eh? I mean, it's it could be a yo yo or something. He uses I mean, a yo-yo. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very much uh, a little bit lo- like Conquer's Bad Fur Day a little bit. Looks like a little bit. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Fay Farm, another sim RPG. Yeah. Farm sim RPG. Yeah, that's that sim. Silent Hope. 
Silent Hope looks pretty cool. Uh, Seas of the Seven Warriors working together. So, yeah, it actually looks. Headbangers good. Rhythm Royale. I didn't see this. What in the rhythm? Okay, we got we got we got a, a battle royale rhythm game <laughs> of headbangers. What kind of music is going to be in this game? Oh, oh, please don't have the game just be that. Thirty pigeon headed headbangers. What? What kind of music is going to be in this game though? I don't know. Twenty three mini games. Oh my god. Is Metallica going to have an exclusive? <laughs> Until it sheeps. <laughs> oh my god. That's terrible. Oh. Are we going to see a Lars pigeon? <laughs> I think he would be like a Lars ostrich. A Lars ostrich. <laughs> oh. Are we going to Oh man, it, this looks terrible. <laughs> Watch it; it's gonna be game of the year. Just yeah, right. yeah. Uh, uh, Gloomhaven. I didn't see this one. Rated T for teen. Rated yeah, T yeah, yeah, for yeah. teens. Gloomhaven. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. just a. Uh, it could uh, be cool. I mean, action platform. Oh, it's a tactical RPG too. Two of points. A tactical RPG, I guess. I mean, it's hard to say. Bestest bests. Be- what the hell? Rock paper shotgun. I mean, I don't okay. know. I'd have to. I'd just look more into it. Four-player co-op game about Maniac repairing vehicles. Maniac mechanics. Oh, I see. Um, this is very much. This is on the DS. Manic. Manic. It, it, oh, and you race it too. I don't know. It's. It, it, it reminds me a lot of those kids' games that were on, like the. Was it the IBM like kid? You know the kid version of the PC that was like oh, I forgot. They marketed a lot of games in that thing when I was a kid. Yeah, that's what this reminds me of. You talk about the uh, the thing where you you make cause and effect contraptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. This reminds me. It's like a, a car repair version of uh, the cooking games. Yeah, yeah. Hot Wheels Unleashed Two. Zoom into. Some people were saying this actually wasn't a bad. This isn't a bad game. Yeah, uh, it's were. actually pretty fun. But I don't know. I don't know whatever. You um, can make your own track. You can make your own track. It looks a lot like it's trying to be. Was it uh, Grind Session or the other? What the hell is that? One? Is it Grind? Uh, grid? Grid. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. It looks like it's trying to be Grid a little bit. Mm. So. And that's it. That is it. Uh, so, yeah. A lot more things coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and obviously people were wondering if they were going to be announcing anything else big. And obviously they did. Uh um, I can tell you now, Mario RPG is going to sell switches like water. <laughs> so, yeah, once it comes out, yeah, once it well, but still no Metroid. Yeah, still no Metroid, but there could be an announcement. Who knows? Well, yeah, they still got time, but it, they might that might be on the next the successor at this point. It, it could be, it could be, but oh. yeah, I don't know. I can tell you though, at this rate though. Especially with Mario RPG, I think that could push the Switch over the hump to be the best-selling console of all time. Oh yeah, it's already the Switch is already beating the Wii. I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the said, Wii was their their best-selling. No, no, I'm saying but out of all consoles, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they got a little bit of time. Okay, everybody, we're gonna move on to technology, pop culture, all that fun stuff. Uh, but before that, we'd like to tell you about our sponsor and who. Provides this wonderful podcast that you're listening to right now. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. 
coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey kids! It's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token With, My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of nerdy goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you do you like retro video games 80s and 90s toys and have a love for nostalgia hi i'm russ lyman what's up guys i'm jay the nes addict welcome to the weekly warp pipe jump into the warp pipe with us and go back to revisit all the awesome things from our childhood that's right every week we discuss something new like the hardest nes games or what it's like to get prizes out of cereal boxes what our top 10 toys were <laughs> battle beast no dude it was ninja turtles oh yeah Cowabunga. So be sure to check out theweeklywarpipe.com for more info. And we're proud to be a part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. That's right. You can join us every Saturday at 7 a.m. for new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or catch the video version on YouTube at the Weekly Warpipe channel. That's the Weekly Warpipe every Saturday at 7 a.m. The Weekly Warpipe. And we are back, everybody, and we're going to get into technology and pop culture. We have some stories from Patreon. We have stories from Microsoft. We got stories upon stories. Um, but before we get into any of that jargon and all that nonsense, <laughs> like to talk to you about what we've been watching. So. One thing that I'm going to get into watching. So if you have never, ever, 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 ever watched Black Mirror, you need to go watch Black Mirror. Uh, especially, well, I guess if you're a geek like myself or like people on this podcast, uh, you're into technology and like really curious where technology is going. Well, this show kind of does that and it does it on the darker side of what could happen when technology goes really, really wrong. Um, and if you don't know, you're, uh, I forget what season it was. They actually did an episode uh, with a whole like social credit system, which is now a real thing in China, which is pretty scary. And back then it was really, really scary. Uh, the fact that that episode was like everything was being judged on your Instagram posts, uh, how much credit you would have and how much how what you're treated in society. Um, 
and there was other sci-fi shows that kind of plan that as well uh but that was like a big big eye-opener and uh kind of every season does this like what's the darker side of technology when it advances um so and i would say like the very first episode is really really good it really does uh, a really good take on the whole simulation universe like it's really really creepy and it doesn't reveal it like till very close to the end like what's actually happening um and it makes you go oh that that is messed up um <laughs> uh and then it makes you go well are we in a simulation well you don't know and there's no way you actually would know um so but yeah <laughs> uh until someone got, tells you hey yeah you're not the source whatever person you are this is the source person kind of thing uh so yeah it's pretty creepy uh and i've only watched like far as three seasons uh three episodes of the season it is really really good the last episode uh black mirror oh okay uh, been, a lot of people didn't like this season the season's amazing holy really? shit oh man i've seen a lot of complaints they're like the first episode was good but the rest was a disappointment no the second oh my god okay right, so the second episode was a fucking amazing murder mystery uh, which turned so dark. Loved it. Holy <laughs> shit! I think Ben would absolutely love that episode. Mm-hmm. It was. It went really, really dark. Holy dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about people getting tortured and maimed in a dungeon. Like, jeez, it was bad. Um. So, yeah, it was. It was a really good episode. Uh, the third episode with Aaron Paul. Uh, Aaron. Uh, obviously, if anyone doesn't know who Aaron Paul is, he was obviously Jesse from Breaking Bad, but he's broken out and he's done a bunch of other roles now since then. Um, uh, but he played a character, uh, one of the two main characters. And so, okay, so one of the people that played, okay, so people you don't see too often in shows anymore. Um, and I was really surprised to see him. So in the third episode, um, uh, you know, uh, was um, he was a really big star actor in the early 2000s. Uh, Josh uh, Hartnell, Hartnell, Hartnett, Hartnett, yeah, or Harnell, Hartnell. I don't know. Hartnell. Anyway, I think you know. What I'm he was uh, one of the big uh, big breakout movies he had was the Faculty. Yeah, yeah, Hartnett. Yeah, Hartnett. yeah. He was also in uh, a recent movie too. The uh, well, he recently he started the to come Kevin, back. The Kevin, what is his name there? The actor there. He's he was he's been in like a whole bunch of stuff. Well, he came out with uh, he, him and uh, the Rock come out they come out with a few movies. Oh, and uh, Hartnett was in that movie. Oh, so yeah. And everybody doesn't know the reason why, because Hartnett actually, in the early two thousand, he actually spoke out a lot of the, about the shitty things that were happening in Hollywood, and they blacklisted him pretty much for the most part. Die Hart. Die Hart. He okay. Was in Die Hart. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what happened to Hartnett, and then now he's recently coming back. He's mm-hmm. a, he was a really good actor when he was around, uh, and he's still a really good actor. And him and Aaron Paul do great together. They were a great duo really? in, this, in the third episode. Um. And it was a really, really cool take. It reminded me a lot of Fallout, actually, uh, the setting, because they're astronauts, but it's like the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, we have like way more advanced technology than we actually did. So it's like an alternate kind of timeline, like with the, uh, you mean, with Fallout mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and it's really, really well done. And it involves like, there's a whole like freaking psycho hippie group that is definitely trying to, they were definitely trying to mirror like the Manson murders, which was really cool. Hmm. Um, really cool. It was everybody. really cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. Murders, yeah. hey, you had horror and anything. I'm going to love it. <laughs> um, so, um, and the one thing that they did, so I really like, so uh, one thing I really like 
even though, okay, so I like a good blood and gore fest just like anybody. But I really, really like it when a director can sh- show blood and gore and horrific horror scenes without actually showing them. Okay. That takes talent. Um, and that's what this episode actually did. Because some people get, like, entire families get murdered. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But it's done really, really well. Um, and you, in just the episode, the way the pacing and how it ended, um, you can definitely tell the guy was inspired by Hitchcock who wrote the episode. Uh, which, if anybody doesn't know, the, this season was actually done by the original creator of Black Mirror because he wasn't in the last... He wasn't a part of it, I think, the last two seasons. And now he is back. So, as the main writer. Um, okay. So, I this, this season is amazing so far. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, one of the best seasons so far. Uh, um, but I don't think... It's going to take a lot to beat one of the best episodes, which is Playtest. Um, which is a really, really good episode. If you ever check Black Mirror, go watch that episode Playtest. It's a really good episode. <laughs> the guy pretty much trapped in a horror game. Oh, jeez. So I watched uh <clears throat> I watched Extraction Two. Oh yep. Uh with uh you know Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're trying they're trying to say that it's like uh like I was reading about it, there was like, Oh, this is a perfect homage to Call of Duty. I'm like eh, okay. He's dressed like a Call of Duty guy, <laughs> but that's about it. But it was good. It was a super action movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he he's a good he's a good like action star like he should be in the next Expendables, <laughs> which they're also coming out with. Yeah, I know. I couldn't uh, believe it, but uh, no, it was good. It was I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been watching other things. I not that I can think of what I watched, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Extraction Two was good. Um, it's just tough because like all the shows I've been watching or they're over now oh joe joe pickett joe pickett he's a it's a it's a show on the, the paramount okay and uh he or is it peacock i think it's paramount and uh he uh this guy he's just a uh a game warden okay. but all this like dark crazy shit happens where like this guy gets killed, and you, it's like a murder mystery kind of thing. It kind of remi- it's got that fe- the feeling of it's, Yellowstone. It, 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 <laughs> it's a park ranger fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> what he wishes his job was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well that's funny because in season two, this crazy <laughs> shit happens. And they just think he was hallucinating because he got a concussion. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but no, it's pretty good. I, I like it. The first season was was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty sad, too, because, like, they lost somebody at the end. And I'm oh. like, what? Oh, no. Oh. But, uh, yeah, Joe Pickett. Joe Pickett. The one show. Okay, so I. Oh, okay. Star Trek came out. So I, know, I watched I know. that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star <laughs> Trek. We'll get. The, I'm going to get more into that next week. But the one thing I have to say, because I like this show. Okay. I absolutely love it, and I absolutely think it's the worst show on TV. <laughs> what? <laughs> Manifest. Oh, yeah. Like, I am, like, it's, okay, so after, like, three seasons, you're invested. And now I've finished, like, and it's it's the last part of the final season I'm watching. And I'm like, 
And it's gotten to the point where I'm like picking out editing mistakes and stuff as I'm watching it. <laughs> like this, sh- I'm like, no, you shouldn't have cut here. You should have cut here. And like they had an Iranian guy playing, and then you- he's talking to his son, and in the middle of a conversation, he starts talking like, like a guy from the hood or something. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> This guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> like the just like the the terrible acting in some of the like they have some people in that show which are amazing actors, and then some people that are the worst actors I have ever seen on television. Um, have you seen the the that new show? I think it's called From. No. Or oh man, what's it called? It's like I've I've been seeing snippets like people post videos on TikTok of shows. Yeah. And it's uh, it's got the guy from Lost, the black guy there, like the main guy. Oh yeah, the guy that was in the Matrix and everything. He was also yeah, in, yeah, he was yeah. in Oz. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. But it's it's like this crazy. It's weird. Like these like these people are driving on a vacation and, and they drive by this town and then they're mm. stuck in that town. Oh, you can't escape. Mm. And then another scene I saw there was like all these weird people and they were trying to get into a house. These kids were trying to get a house to escape the way weird zombie like people. I'm hearing it's really good. That could be interesting. Is it called From? Zombies. I'm, I'm kind of tired of zombies at this point. But still. <laughs> if zombies are in right, I mean, I won't be bored of them. Yeah, From. From. Huh. That's interesting. I'm going to have to check the that mystery, out. The mystery of a city in the middle of the USA that imprisons everyone who enter, enters. Uh. As residents struggle to maintain a sense of normalcy and seek a way out, they must also survive the threats of the surrounding forest. Ooh, that could be cool. And it's got that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be Harold. Is that him? Yeah, Harold Harold Perrinaw. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. He was Um, great in Lost. He was really good in Oz. Never never seen that. That was his breakout role. He was the main character. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, no, like, oh. (laughs) Like, and the thing is, with this, like, the people that make Manifest, they have such a good idea for a story. Oh. They have such a good have idea. Have they solved the issue yet? Have no. they figured out what happened? No. How? There's like, how many seasons? <laughs> there is, what, four seasons. Oh, I would be so pissed by now if they had seen how they haven't found anything out. Well, this is the last of the, this is going to end. Obviously, we're going to figure it out. Everybody, they have everybody like freaking. Well, did the guy from Lost write this? Be- <laughs> no, it's, no. Okay, so this thing is with editing, right? The guy who's editing this, Andy's the guy who edited Lost. And thinks he can be that guy, but he's not that guy, and he's not oh, good he at fix. He's the guy. He's not good at being that guy <laughs> because they try to do things that Lost does, and they do it terribly. Mm-hmm. And Lost actually did mythology properly. Do you want to know why? Because J.J. Abrams loves mythology, and he knows a lot about mythology. These people like half-ass mythology. Like they get part of it right, and then they screw the rest up. I'm like, oh my god! Like you guys have such a great idea, but you need better writers. When Netflix bought that series, they should have fired everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> like except for the actors, and then hired new directors, and been like, okay. <laughs> and like, it seems like the only thing they did was hire better special effects people. That's it. <laughs> Because <laughs> their special effects prior to Netflix is are terrible. Netflix, the uh, special effects in that show were absolutely horrendous <laughs> before that. Like I don't know who they hired, but they're absolutely in dead. manifest. Yeah, for the special effects. <laughs> it's like, and I'm the one that got you into that show. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry. <laughs> before, 
well, it's 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 such a good show to a point, and then it's like, oh my god, can I just strangle you? <laughs> yeah, the, the story is good, and like the, the idea of it. Like the way they the guy cuts scenes, it makes me want to strangle the editor. <laughs> like it's like he puts together scenes. I'm like, you put that scene together backwards. Why did you do that? <laughs> ah, and you'll all find <laughs> out how good his editing actually is once we finally make our short series. Yeah, <laughs> our short our short films. Yeah. Oh my. Because God. he thinks he's so good, but we still. Well, don't I'm know. not like to the level, but like <laughs> this guy is an idiot. <laughs> oh. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into these topics. So, Patreon. So, page, we've been thinking about doing Patreon for a while. We might Is do it even worth it anymore? Do people still use it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know there's a handful of YouTubers. That's the reason why I, I subscribe to certain Patreons, because some of the YouTubers I watch don't really post on YouTube anymore. They post on just Patreon. Because, oh, do they? Because that's the only way they can make money. Because hmm. pay, uh, pay, uh, YouTube takes so much. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, they're launching a free tier membership and will let fans buy things too. Uh, the subscription-based platform is adding membership tiers for the first time and will allow creators to sell digital products directly to subscribers. Uh, Patreon builds is a user based uh, with creators. Obviously, uh, we know Patreon is. Uh, its first tier, Patreon, has offered a free subscription option. Uh, creators who want to give fans a taste of their content before having to pay for their access, which is kind of cool. They can get something free that they can't get anywhere else as long as they sign into Patreon kind of thing. Yeah, but like, what are uh, you going to give them for free? I don't know. Here, uh, here's our first podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see what it's like. Uh, yeah, Patreon's expansion into free content comes at a time when other platforms like TikTok and Instagram are increasingly adding paywalls and subscription fees for features. Uh, with ideal, yeah, because because they started off on free, now they're adding. Uh, with the idea of being that eventually the free audience might level up to a start to play, start to pay. Uh, there's a lot of interest for fans, obviously, memberships, but subscribers to the paid memberships right out of the gate is a pretty big barrier. It's not like that, though. I think they got that wrong. Um, because most people that subscribe to Patreons already consume content from these people on other platforms. So they're already getting something free. It's not like they're not getting anything. Like, you know what I mean? Um... And like, for instance, like some of the, uh, what do you call it? People I subscribe to are artists that barely post on YouTube anymore because they need to make more money from the same kind of, uh, you mean? So, uh, some of the things and well, one of the big things. So the problem with YouTube right now, it's not, it's not a problem because they're trying to make it more, um, catered to your likes, which is fine. Uh, but the problem is like tutorial videos and long form videos uh, with art do not do well at all, period. Um, and I've noticed with like pretty much all the artists I watch will not do this kind of content anymore. Some of them have made sub channels that they do that kind of content on, even though they know they're not going to make any money on it uh, just because they know people want to see it. And then some artists have gone ahead and just put it on their Patreon. And if you want to see that long form content, you can pay for it and get that content, which I do. Because I like that content. The problem is YouTube kind of sucks in that way because it's not it's not YouTube in general. It's the user YouTube. People blame YouTube, but it's not YouTube. It's the people watching YouTube. They are attention spans of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is the problem. Um, and that's why there's shorts in TikTok now. Yeah. But it, but the problem with the shorts and the TikTok, TikTok, the TikTok is we don't get to show our full uh, talent. Yeah, 
You don't get a lot. You can't do a lot with a short. Yeah, but but now now well with shorts it's what still a minute or under a minute. Yeah, well it's slightly over a minute now in TikTok, right? Well, no TikTok you could do up to like ten minutes. Oh yeah, that's right. You can do ten minutes. Right? Yeah, and if if you're if you're monetized, it needs to be over a minute. Oh okay. Yeah, that's what it's, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's eventually we might do a Patreon, which if we do a Patreon, maybe we will post a full version of this podcast completely unedited. You'd watch if you yeah, want to. Yeah, with me and Grim arguing at each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you could go ahead and do that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but that is Patreon. Uh, it's a free tier, but not it's a free. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Anyway, so. Easily replaceable phone batteries might actually come back. Uh, the EU is declaring that the mobile batteries should be re- uh, readily removable. Um, so oh, the EU is declaring that. Yeah. If they make it a law, iPhone's just gonna pull out. <laughs> like they're just gonna nope. I'm done. You ain't going to EU. You gotta order me out. out you gotta outsource me <laughs> because they're not gonna do that. <laughs> they never have. They never will. I know, but it's really not hard for them to do that. Well, the problem is when you 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 it's hard to make it waterproof. And I don't care what you say, Mister. I never break my phone or drop my phone. People drop their phone. Oh, I know all the time. I know in the know. water, in the toilet, in no. the sink while they're washing dishes. You name it. They like to watch movies while they're in the shower or watch shows. They like to sit in the bathtub. They need to be waterproof. Okay, it's like. Probably one of the best things in the last 10 years that they've no, been No, no, and that is a good argument for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, like, I was thinking they could make a, like, the compartment come off the back, right, mm-hmm. where the battery goes, and make it where you put the battery in completely sealed, but make it so that, like, there's, like, where there's plastic, it's the plastic's thin enough to still make contact with the copper. Mm-hmm. Granted, that could be a fire hazard depending on the depending on the plastic what if, what if what if like the 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 type of plastic what if like okay so first of all the the phone itself the back comes off and that's sealed that's got a nice rubber gasket yes you take that off the battery is sealed except for this little little area and it works like uh wireless charging little gasket you don't even need it's oh. it's, it's completely oh. sealed you just it's a wirelessly charged uh thing or it clips on with like a huge rubber gasket clip. That's like I mean, a that, ribbon cable type thing. I think they would have to do like some kind of rubber gasket. Yeah. To keep it sealed. You, you don't think it could like connect through like wireless charging? I think tags? that'd be okay, but I don't think that'd be reliable. Oh, no? No. It's just an idea. Just an idea. I don't know. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's more of a fire hazard too. So, yeah. The, you got to think of the safety end of it too. Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, but I think a rubber gasket probably is where they would have to go. Mm-hmm. They would need some kind of a mechanism when you push the battery in it, the, where the coppers touch, it opens up for have the coppering, the two ends of the copper touch with a rubber gasket sealing around them mm-hmm. so that water can't pass through that spot. Um, granted, it would raise the potential of water passing through that spot. Um, but yeah. But you'd also have the, the, the gasket of the, uh, the, the back cover too. Yes. Because. Our work phones are water resistant. Are they? Yes. To uh, they're they're like the not the seventy the sixty they're like fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they're not completely waterproof. Yeah. But, but though we know those open up. Yeah, I know. And they're battery replaceable. Yeah. 
So they they they, uh, they are semi water resistant. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, we're gonna see what happens with, but they are pushing forward, um, to possibly get this character. I don't think they'll get it past. I mean, I think it would be cool, but I don't think um, because I think obviously one of the biggest arguments, as obviously you already pointed out, is going to be uh, waterproof. Um, because they're going to argue that people are going to be creating more e-waste because more phones will be damaged and thrown away. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they already got their USB-C. Yes. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> Which and, makes sense. And, okay. And we and they got side-loading apps, but not in America. Not in America. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You can go fly a kite. I, I, fucking iPhone. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go... <laughs> Download an APK. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Oh, annoys me. (laughs) With Apple. Apple is such a pain in the ass in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway. (laughs) Uh, So, Illinois. Illinois now lets cops fly drones over events but not with weapons or facial recognition. Mm-hmm. I would hope not weapons. Well, no, they want to. Really? Cops, some cops, some have been wanting to, yeah. And a lot of... Maybe beanbags or smoke grenades or something, but weapons? No. I, I, uh, <laughs> that could miss. That could miss badly. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get it's just a drone here. We're we're talking oh. wind resistance and this ain't no sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. So uh cops can attach weapons to drones in Illinois starting to can't attach, sorry. Can't, they can't, yeah, I get it. If I your mind. <laughs> and they can't use drones for facial recognition unless they are attempting to counter a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a slippery slope. Anyway, uh, preventing immediate harm to. I, can, I just, I just see it. <laughs> They're gonna be like, let's let's attach a. Gu- There's terrorists coming. Let's attach a, a weapon. They grab some duct tape. <laughs> they grab some duct tape. Tape it on there real good. Things flying okay. sideways. Okay, <laughs> this is the thing though. Okay, with drones, you can't. Att- okay, people thinking weapons. Weapons they're going to eventually attach to drones are not going to be weapons like you think of weapons. What? EP? What was it going to be? A gun? Not a gun? No. What does a gun do? It shoots people. Okay. What does it do when it shoots? Propels a bullet. Okay. Besides that? Recoil? Yes. Yeah, but drones that big drones, they'll be able to withstand some recoil. If it's like a nine millimeter or something, it'll it'll withstand it. A little bit. (laughs) Nah, it'll be fine. I'm serious. Depends on the gun. If they, if they could definitely... Because it's not going to be like a Glock that they're going to attach to it. Okay? <laughs> they're not going to just I can staple a Glock to the gun, to the drone, okay? It's going to be this this thing with a huge... Like a special compensator to cons- Oh, yeah, they're going to have to have special yeah. compensators, yeah. But they shouldn't have it anyway. <laughs> this isn't... They, like, military, I understand, but... No, they should, military shouldn't be doing it either. Well... Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you you want robots fighting, okay? I don't want robots fighting. <laughs> I don't want you anything. You want Terminator? And I don't want I any, know it. I don't want anything fighting. <laughs> That's not what I want. Anyway, <laughs> I am not for <laughs> military. I think most people on this podcast know that. 
Um, yeah, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, I can understand tasers. Yep. Taser. Like I said, yeah. Taser beanbag bullets or whatever, mm. but, but it's just too far. Tasers, maybe like a, the tear grass grenades or something like that, mm. but actual bullets and stuff. That's just, oh man. Well, no, they, they are developing wireless tasers. Um, how uh, they're pretty much stun guns like in, you see in sci-fi movies. Oh, like uh, the Star Trek gun? Yeah, they but are. But they said it to not kill? <laughs> <laughs> there is no kill yet. We don't have them that powerful. No, I'm saying, no. <laughs> but like, like in, in Star Trek, they're like, set your phasers to stun. Eventually, well, we, we eventually will have those. That is going to be a thing. But it's kind of like that. It's going to shoot a pla- It's going to shoot a bolt of plasma, pretty much, um, and stun you. So they're going to be able to, like, what, what do they mean by events? Like, no, like big events. Like a parade? Yeah, things like that. They can use it to patrol. Okay. To look for pe- people, suspects. or Just put some good cameras on it and have your people on the ground. Boots on the ground. <laughs> Which is what they do now. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of police stations already do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because I always think about this story because, like, I, always, I know some police stations already have, like, drones and i've seen in like inner cities and stuff like that they use drones and then i'm like we live in the middle of nowhere uh it's not well it's not in the middle of nowhere westley's fairly popular mm-hmm. um but i'm sitting there and they were looking for a guy in the woods like not far from my house this guy that went missing um and they wanted to make sure he wasn't on the train tracks and it was like at eight o'clock at night it was pretty bad and then i'm listening to i decided to turn on the police thing to see what the hell's going on, on my on my phone and they're like, we got this, which is pretty much an ATV and something else they had. And they're like, we got the drone. I'm like, this little PlayStation has a drone. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> okay. Anyway, but I think they just wanted to use everything. I think that was all of an excuse. Anyway, but no, this is what it needs to be. Cops, they need no facial recognition, no weapons, none of that. It's just used to patrol. That's how it should be. Mm. Just to see what's going on. That yeah. is it. Because they can use heat sensor cameras and everything else on these things, which is great for catching people. Uh, and you can have your people on the ground already ahead of the suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty funny to see when you watch that, because I watch On Patrol live every week. And it's so funny to see when they use the heat sensor, like, the, and watch these people with the heat sensors, and they think they're hiding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. You can't see me. And they're you like, can't see me. The guy in the drone's looking right at him like, You uh, can't see me. <laughs> and the cop walks right up to him. Like, <laughs> oh, how'd you catch me? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're 90, 98.6 degrees. That's why we found you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dag nabbit. Yeah. So, yeah. But even if you're cold, you'll show up cold. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to be. You'd, you'd, you'd yeah. have to be the temperature of the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> douse yourself in mud. Did they do that in the Predator? Yeah, they did that in the Predator. That wouldn't really work, though. No, of course not. That would not work. <laughs> <laughs> it only works for Arnold. Yeah, uh, yeah, it works for Arnold. That's about it. Oh man. Okay. Uh, close. Um. Okay. So, Microsoft. Aside from trying to acquire Activision, which is an impossible feat, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> uh, because now they're under, they have a, the, what the hell does that go? They have a trial with the Federal Trade Commission. Was it next week or something like that? 
mm-hmm. they have to go through a whole big scrutiny of antitrust laws and shit like that. Holy. What, the thing they, that Grimm said this morning? Yeah, they're under some, like, just by trying to buy Activision, Microsoft it's, has put itself under such critical investigation, it's, like, silly. Now, those papers they found, they're real? That say, oh, we're trying to take over the world. You know, no, we're not trying to take games. over the world. You know what I mean? They're trying to be the video games company. Yes, they, that's obviously what they want to accomplish. They, the problem is, it's a monopoly. You can't do it, period. So why would they even do that? Like, getting Activision is not... Like, th- that whole thing, I don't care what anybody says, that's not a monopoly. Because Sony is winning anyway. The thing is, why would Microsoft literally say something like that? That's, like, just stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. You need to really watch some Bill Gates about Bill Gates. He is a shyster. He, it doesn't have anything to do with it right now. I know, I know. <laughs> but he's taught some of these people. And I'm sure a lot of people are a lot like him. Oh, my God. Um, like they'll 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 be at work. Oh, let's, we're gonna do this great idea with this. It's all great, and everybody's gonna love it. And da, da, da. Do it, do it, do the bad thing. <laughs> one, uh, one of the documentaries I was watching on Curiosity is one guy said who knew Bill Gates when they were when they were all in Silicon Valley. He's like, I wouldn't trust Bill Gates in the same room as my grandmother. Wow, I was like, <laughs> Mister Humanitarian. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he was a shiesty bastard, I guess, when he was younger. He was real shiesty. Um, listen to his acid rock. <laughs> I guess that's what he used to code to. He used to listen to acid rock. Uh, anyway, how has Microsoft not even thought about making a quantum suit? Well, they don't make computers anyway. They just have a couple, those surface things. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft expects to build the quantum supercomputer within ten years. Uh, Microsoft Sorry, IBM already beat you. <laughs> Yes and no. No, you don't think IBM's is it's not a quantum supercomputer? They or is that, is that just what they call it? They don't have a quantum supercomputer yet. So what is it? They have of they it's a quantum computer about at like one one millionth of a of a supercomputer. Okay. Maybe. Because they have a small little they have this huge thing that's running like five qubits. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a quantum byte. It's not a lot, but it does some crazy shit. It is. It's not a computer, though. It's not a full working computer. Um, because obviously quantum computers run on qubits, which are, if anybody doesn't know, a qubit is a byte, but a byte is a one or a zero. On or off. A qubit is on and off at the same time, all the time. Okay. That way it can predict what's going to happen and can kind of, it can solve things a lot faster. It can, yeah, it can work in a quantum realm. Yeah. So we're going to get into the whole thing. Anyway, so Microsoft announced the roadmap for building its own quantum supercomputer using the (laughs) topographical qubits the company researchers have now been working on for quite a few years now. There are all still plenty of immunitary, immunitary lines. Yeah, we'll get past that. Uh, English, please, so they can. Well, I want to. Yeah, well, no, it's all the same shit I just said. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so Microsoft is introducing an overall industrial aim to move beyond the current era of noisy, um, intermediate scale quantum, which is what I just talked about, uh, which kind of which is IBM's doing. The NISQ uh, computing. Uh, we think about our roadmap and the time to quantum supercomputer in terms of years rather than decades. 
Uh, last year, Microsoft announced a major breakthrough when its team first highlighted its ability to create uh, Minjuria-based qubits. Uh, I don't know what Minjuria-based qubits are. I don't know if we covered this. Uh, Minjuria mm-hmm. have an advantage of being very stable, especially compared to traditional techniques, but they are also extremely difficult to create. Ew, okay, yeah, because obviously IBM is creating regular qubits. They are creating these specially qubits. I don't know. Uh, compared, yeah, but they are also extremely difficult to create. Uh, Microsoft made an early bet on the technology, and now a year after the first announcing this milestone, this team is uh, publishing a new peer-reviewed paper in American Physical uh, Social Physical Review B. I'll have to pull up that article at some point. Uh, that establishes that it has indeed achieved this first milestone on its way to the quantum supercomputer. To get uh, to the point, uh, Microsoft showed results from more... <laughs> devices and more and far more data than a year ago when it first announced this work <clears throat> so it would be funny if they beat ibm <coughs> he's, dying. he's dying here we go he's dying <coughs> i don't think they will beat ibm you don't think he'll beat IBM? i don't think they'll beat ibm all right um but there is a good chance they could <laughs> okay <laughs> and it would be funny because if you know the story of silicon valley um, Microsoft started off by writing software for them. They okay. made they made OS two. Um, so well, Bill Gates wrote OS two. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and it's funny because they showed up at the meeting pretty much wearing like socks and flip flops, and these IB- oh, say, uh, IBM guys. At the time, were so proper. If you worked at IBM, you there was a very, very strict dress code, down to your socks, your like cufflinks, everything had to be exact. Everything had to be ironed. You had to be very proper. There was all was a whole thing, and then these guys roll up wearing like sandals and socks and go, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" <laughs> and completely almost run them out of business. Get out of here. This is our home now. Like, that's pretty much what happened. It was crazy. Hmm. It, the, they didn't run IBM business, but IBM did take a serious blow when Microsoft and Apple started coming out with the home computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they were marketing it, and IBM just didn't take them seriously because they were a bunch of freaking, look like a bunch of hippies from California that thought they knew a thing about computers, but they knew the, about computers because they dressed properly. And I, they think, were very... I think one of the best shows was Halt and Catch Fire for that kind of Yeah, stuff. that was actually a really great show. Uh, like, well, it was more like the, what, first first one and two, was it just the first season that was about that? And then the next one was about, like, gaming? Or was that the third Well, season? no, okay, so I think it was, it was yeah, three seasons, like, total. And all of them covered different eras throughout yeah. the 80s, and all of them played versions of distinct people that were of that era like the second season had joe distinctly playing um john mcafee for the most part he was pretty much john mcafee (laughs) um so yeah and like obviously they had other people were kind of playoffs of bill gates and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which was kind of neat um but it was a really good show to kind of summarize all the shit that happened during the engineering of uh yeah that which really happened they really did that shit 
which is crazy. Yeah. Um, they got they tried to do that shit nowadays. Oh my god, they'd get someone's trouble. They yeah. would get they would be sued to oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back then, a lot of lawyers didn't take it as seriously because it was still up and coming. Yeah. Um, oh my god, they would be done. <laughs> they would be just done. <laughs> um, but there was um. There's a really good documentary if anyone wants to check out that like uh, about Microsoft and Apple. Uh, I think it's called How Artists Steal. I think it's the documentary is called. It's mm-hmm. like a five part series. It's really really good. It came out in like the late '90s, but I think it's called How Artists Steal. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really really good. <laughs> but yeah, quantum computers definitely they're coming, and this is kind of a good thing because more companies that push more money into it because you know Google is eventually going to be pushing into this. Uh, more money that push into it, uh, the, the faster this is going to come. And when we get to quantum computers, the scarier thing is our security right now on our computers will be child's play compared to a quantum computer. <laughs> like well, 500 bit encryption, take it a couple seconds probably. Well, think of this way: when <laughs> what was what was the IBM's computer called? <clears throat> what they call it? Which one? Their, their 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 first supercomputer that they that like it was on Jeopardy. Oh, I can't yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget its name. Yeah. But like that's nothing now. Oh yeah, that's nothing. When, now. when that came out, it was like, oh my god. They're, yeah. they're literally competing against a computer. Wow. Yeah. Now it's now a computer would literally My phone does that. No, uh, a, a computer supercomputer now, if they tried to do that with like if they had DeepMind on Jeopardy, he would make human race look like a bunch of morons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he would be like, "Wow, you're a bunch of apes just slamming sticks around." <laughs> oh man, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, hell, just chat GPT against somebody on Jeopardy and they'd stomp the shit out of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it would be bad. Ah, go with the damn thing. <laughs> okay, so like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, well, I don't think I said it, but I said it before the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> One of the topics uh, I have here is Netflix is bringing TV series from a absolutely incredible author um, called The Three Body Problem. And if you want to check out another movie that actually they adopted uh, uh, from Six and Lou's uh, books, uh, The Wandering Earth, which is a really good sci-fi movie on Netflix that's adopted from one of his books. Uh, it's a really, really good plot because it's actually... The Earth is basically... It's in terrible shape, and they need to move to another solar system. Wow. Um, And they develop a mechanism pretty much to move the Earth. But there's a whole big storyline that takes place. Things are destroyed. Like, you think so. It's really cool. And eventually, by the end, obviously, you have to watch it see what happens. Uh, Why is it called the body problem? Three body problem. Three body problem. The three body problem. Is that bodies of uh, planets or people? (laughs) Um, So... It's a woman who is living in 1960s China. So this is during the communist revolution. Okay. Um, that was taking place where they were pretty much killing any religious leader publicly. Is this on yet? No, it's coming out. Oh, okay. It's not coming out since 2024. Oh, okay. Um, so, and it's her and like a group of other people that are in the future trying to deal with a problem. Um... And basically trying to face the greatest threat humanity's ever faced. Uh, so, 
Uh, and it's weird because I, re- I usually recommend these things. So I'm like, this is an amazing book. And this is literally, I have this book sitting on my shelf and I have not read it. <laughs> and I need to read it. I also have the audiobook on Audible and I still haven't listened to it. I need to listen to this damn book <laughs> um, because it's been on my list forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just one of those books that everybody I know says I need to read. Uh, that's into that's on the places I go to talk about books, which is mostly Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody says this, this is an amazing book. Uh, so definitely need to check it out. So yeah, three body problem. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I do well. So to reiterate, because we do have Ahsoka coming out in like a month and a half, a little more. It's gonna be amazing. But I do have to say, I have to reiterate with theory. Some Star Wars fans are absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> We're looking at one right here, no. right here. <laughs> um, and obviously, I pointed out here. You did a video of people getting pissed about the Star Wars Outlaw game because she's a girl, and he was like, guys. The last, like, two games have been a guy protagonist. What is the big deal? Yeah. It's, it's I don't get it. Who cares? Um, and now people are pissed because they released a new still from Ahsoka. And they're like, oh, she always has that pose. She's just crossing her hands. That's Ahsoka. That's her thing. That like, is she Ahs- did it in the, the, the show? That's, okay, so throughout like, Clone Wars, whatever you want to call it? throughout Rebels, that's her thing when she's pissed Nervous or curious, she crosses her hands. That's what she does. Everybody has a tick. Every person on Earth has a tick that they do. Yeah. This is hers. Now, was Clone Wars a cartoon or an anime? That was a car- That was CGI. <laughs> yes, but... Anyway. I call CGI cartoons, too. Okay. Like, reboot. That was a cartoon, but it was in CGI. Yeah, it was in CGI. <laughs> uh, Clone Wars, okay. Uh, Rebels... Uh, I just couldn't get into him. Well, okay. Rebels is better animation because it was later on, mm-hmm. but then Clone Wars eventually gets better with the animation because they obviously get better techniques and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Bad Batch, obviously. Have you watched good. that out? I haven't watched Bad Batch yet. Don't they have another one that's like, it's got to be for kids or something? It's like little kids? No. Okay. So that's not little kids. So the skeleton crew, people think is no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh no, I don't know. Then I don't know. Oh, let me continue. Are you talking about the Star Wars the Jedi training one that was like a goofy? I'm looking. Okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's Ahsoka. Um, and yeah, she is exactly the character, and she was originated from. The animated series made by Dave Floney, and you can't just change the character. They want to have consistency. What do you call it? Consistency. Uh, yeah, I can't even talk. Consistency through their characters. They can't just. They're not going to just change the character. Dave Floney's not going to change a main character he created. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to try to branch it into live action, which is great, which is what people want. <laughs> um, Floney created her. Yeah, he's a creation of Dave Floney. So he created her for the for the, the cartoon? He created most he created all the characters in Rebels. Uh wow. a good portion of the characters in Clone Wars. Hmm. I, I didn't he, know. He he created all those characters. Uh those are all Dave Floney's creations. Um about I would say a good at this point, because there's so many new characters, it good it's it's branching almost fifty percent of characters, main characters 
in Star Wars are Dave Filoni's now, almost. Um, and the other 50 is, or a little bit more, George Lucas's. But it's he's, he's gaining ground. Um, so, yeah. Um, a lot of these are Dave Filoni's characters. And what? Nothing. Can't, can't find it? No, I can't get into Disney Plus on my phone because it oh. wants, wants the email and I, it's not my email. Oh. I pay for it, but it's somebody else's email. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, but yeah. That being said, before Ahsoka comes out, which is really cool, Disney Plus does have a playlist you can play that's all Ahsoka episodes from Clone Wars in... Chronological, oh, really? chronological timeline from Clone Wars all the way to, through Rebels, so you can have uh, a, and Mandalorian, Young and, Jedi Adventures. Oh yeah, that's I told you. That's what I said. I said Is Young Jedi. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> no, that's not what you you said. Uh, Jedi training, whatever I said. I knew what I was talking about. Anyway, all right, you knew what you're talking about. You just said the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's all in chronological, all through Re- uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, and Boba Fett. Uh, all of Ahsoka's timeline so you can be ready for the Ahsoka show and where to catch up on. But I would say to be really ready, you need to watch all of Rebels. Um, so that... Great. I get to watch a show that I don't want to watch. <laughs> uh, because it's pretty much Rebel. Like, if you've seen the trailer, it's all the characters from Rebels. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I, I, so, Young Jedi Adventures is what I'm going to watch. No! Oh, it's okay. terrible. Okay. Oh, so the, the, I have to have to watch seven episodes of Young Jedi Adventures. <laughs> sure, go for it. <laughs> After pour some salt and lemon in your eyes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has been talking gaming and tech. Thank you all over on Tiki Taki watching us. Um, it was the first stream to TikTok for the podcast, but we do stream normally on TikTok, so uh, you can check us out whenever. Uh, probably playing Diablo or something else yeah. you might like. Uh, who knows? And we, when are we going to have a new uh, videos come out? A new video is coming out soon, but I'm not playing Diablo. Weren't you supposed to make a short for the uh, controllers? I do need to put that out there. <laughs> anyway, so the short for the controllers will be out. Probably put that on the on drive. Anyway, um, but yeah, but we do have, we're going to be doing an upgrade up video. So that's the next one we're shooting. Uh, so I'm upgrading my 3D printer, even though it's an industry, it's more than a few years old of a model. But, but it's doing, new to you. But it's new to me, and it's also still one of the most bought uh, 3D printers out there. And I am kind of pissed because if I would have known, would have known that about Microsoft, I'm not Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft, <laughs> Micro Center's deal. Uh, I could have got the same printer for a hundred dollars less if I went in person and bought it. I was like, "Damn it, we need to go." I wonder if I I wonder if like we went there, they let us film. They might because they're 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 just known for just people filming there. Yeah, they might. They might not care. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna do a full upgrade on my printer. We're adding obviously new, uh, completely new housings, new Bowden tubes, new uh, extra motor, Z access, uh. A whole bunch of other cosmetic stuff I'm adding on there that I've printed out for it. So it's going to be a neat video. I know a lot of people have done this same sort of video, but this one's going to be slightly different. And if you check, if you tune into our channel and you've never 3D printed, maybe this will get you into 3D printing. Uh, it could be your kind of branch into it. But that being said, this is the end. And don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Media. If you never checked out, there's some new videos over there. But we will see you in two weeks. So until then. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, 
Tech Prime Media. See you next time. Do, 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 do.